Our gospel passage today from the 12th chapter of Mark reminds me of when I was still attending seminary. A person I knew at the time was extremely into fitness. He was constantly working to get stronger. One day I asked him about his seemingly extreme fitness regimen, and he replied by quoting Jesus' words from this passage in Mark, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Then he told me he already loved God with all of his heart and with all of his soul and with all of his mind. The only thing he could do was to get stronger so that he would have more strength with which to love God. Myself, being more inclined towards academics, thought he might be better off if he studied more so that he'd be more mind with which to love God. But that answer would have just as much missed the point of what Jesus was saying as was the striving for heavier weights to lift, was missing the point of what Jesus was saying. Before getting into just what is the point Jesus was making when he said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, let us spend a brief moment of time looking at the setting. Immediately prior to our passage for today, the Sadducees, who do not even believe in the resurrection of the body, challenged Jesus to answer a question about life after the resurrection. Take note that they were asking for an answer to a question that they do not even believe in. They are clearly looking to lead Jesus into a word trap so that they could later accuse him of some departure or another from the faith. Jesus answers their question in such a way that it both answers the question and also shows how wrong they were for asking it. While all of this was going on, there was one of the scribes who was paying attention and was impressed by Jesus' answer. That scribe later approaches Jesus and asks, Which commandment is the most important of all? This is sometimes seen as an extension of the attempt to get Jesus into, to fall into a word trap if Jesus affirms one commandment, then his enemies could claim that he denied a different command. But with the introduction of the scribe as one who saw that Jesus answered them well, it seems more likely that the scribe wanted to enter into a legitimate theological conversation with Jesus. The Bible scholar Joel Marcus explains the question about the most important commandment in the Torah takes up an issue that was vigorously debated among Jesus' contemporaries. For example, the Pharisees and their successors, the rabbis, acknowledged a difference between heavy and light commandments. And this inevitably raised the question of which commandment was weightiest of all. In response, some rabbinic traditions elevate one injunction above the others. For example, the Sabbath observance, circumcision, or avoidance of idolatry. And in the end of the argument, declaring that the chosen statute is equal to all the other commandments in the Torah. If this is the case here in Mark's Gospel, Jesus then is being invited to enter into an ongoing Jewish discussion. From how the conversation unfolds, as we shall see, it seems that this is what is going on here. Unlike when he answered the Sadducees, Jesus answers the scribe, warm, the scribe warmly. There is no rebuke of the scribe built into Jesus' answer like there was with the Sadducees. Jesus gives a straightforward answer. 
That is actually his quotation of what was written as the Law of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, and then quoting the Law as given in Leviticus 19.18. Basically, Jesus replied, if you want to know what the most important, important commandment is, you must study what the very core and foundation of the Law is. And how did the scribe respond? By stating that Jesus is right, and that the commands he gave as the greatest were indeed much more than the whole burnt offering and sacrifice. This is a reply in keeping with the typical Jewish theological debates of those days, how they would end, as we learned just a moment ago with declarations such as the chosen statute is equal to all the other commands of the Torah. And this would be put forth by the person who is closing his argument with such a declaration. In the case of our gospel passage, is the person who opened the debate, who concedes that the other person has put forth the strongest answer. It is a scribe that says, you are right, Jesus. What you have said is more important than all the rest. What command then is it that is much more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. But does that mean, as the person I once knew said, to make one's body stronger is to love God more? Or, my own preferred thought, it's possible to expand the mind to love God more? Both are nice signs of personal devotion, but no, that is not the meaning of the text. A person may end up praying at Planet Fitness to be able to finish the workout, but that does not mean that he or she is living or loving God anymore. Likewise, many prayers are offered every time a student faces a test or turns in a paper, but that does not bring one closer to God. To answer the question then takes a bit of looking at the key words of the text a little bit deeper than their translation allows. With all of your heart, your cardius, meaning the inner you, your true self, what drives your thinking and your decisions, your heart is the motivation behind your intentions and your desires. The Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthians about the moment when the secrets of an unbeliever's heart are disclosed, and so, falling on his face, he will worship God. The Apostle Paul also warns the Romans in his epistle to them that because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. And Jesus, when still an infant, was presented in the temple, the righteous and devout Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your soul also so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. It is the heart, not the beating muscle pumping blood through our veins, but that represent, representation of the center core of our being that reflects who we really are. Jesus says, love God with the very center core of who you are. We do not just love God with the core of who you are, but with all of the very core of who you are.
When you do, the love of God will drive your motivations, your intentions, and your desires. Next, your soul, your psyche. This is the word from which we get psychology and psychiatry, the study and care for what makes a person who she or he is, our very identity. And when that identity somehow becomes damaged, easy to happen in our sin-tainted world, how to provide for the repair of that which makes us who we are, our identity. We are to love God with all of our, the totality of our identity. We have all heard of, many of us have seen, and some of us, most likely all of us at different points within our own lives, have had a Sunday self and a rest of the week self. That is what Jesus is getting at here. We cannot have church versions of ourselves and the rest of the world versions of ourselves. We are called to love God with all of our identity. There is only one self, and it either loves God with all of itself, or it does not. Next, and this is where my Greek pronunciation becomes very challenged, the next two terms, your dianoias, it's going to be close enough for today, the ability to think, reason, and understand. To think, reason, understand, and decide. The Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthians to say that he is concerned that Satan will corrupt their minds. We see this all over the world today. Bad decisions based on bad understanding, based on bad reasoning, based on corrupted thinking about any one or more issues among a long list of topics. And the result is that people are hurt, people are hungry, people live in poverty. In other venues, people stop listening to each other. The exchange of ideas and challenges in order to seek the truth is halted and even banned. Remember, our passage today began with the scribe asking a question that could spark a debate, a willingness to enter into a possibly uncomfortable conversation with the goal of finding not the answer that he wanted to hear, but an honest answer. As baptized Christians, the Apostle Paul instructs, instructs us through his letter to the Colossians, set your minds on things that are above, not on, the, not on things that are on earth. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. You must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Christ is all and in all. Put on then, and this is the God-loving mind, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. When God is loved, with all of the mind, our thinking, reasoning, understanding, and decisions are freed from the hurtful and filled with what brings blessings to others as well as ourselves. And finally, your strength. Eurischios. Much more important than how much can a person bench press or squat or any other measurement of physical strength, 
This means a person's capacity. What is the maximum a person can do in any situation? What does it mean to give it everything I have got? What does it mean to you to give it everything that you have got? What is my capacity? What are the very limits of what you can do? That is what Jesus means when he says to love God with all of your strength. Love God with all you have got. Love God with everything that you have. Love God as fully as is humanly possible. Jesus left heaven to come to earth to give all of himself for us. Is it any wonder that he wants us to give all, give to him all that we are? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Amen.